Everybody, welcome to the Red Dolphin Podcast. Uh, you know, new setup here. Uh, living in Austin, Texas now, so got everything all set up. Look at that mic switch and everything. Kind of makes me feel good. Um, anyway, this is episode like 20-something for anybody who's new here and for everybody who is listening again. Welcome back. Uh, before I get into today's topic, I'm going to be reviewing Whataburger Live. So uh, get, a, get a good look right here. Uh, yep, there it is. Here we go. Um, I mean, A-plus on the packaging overall. Um, and the reason why I'm starting with this is because you need to have fun before you get serious, uh, in my opinion. Sometimes that's the case, sometimes it's not. Hopefully I don't get my mics all greasy, but um, I think we're going to go ahead and talk about the experience first. So, I mean, I was I was okay with the atmosphere. I mean, every time that I've been to Whataburger so far, the, the drive through line is just absolutely terrible. It, it seems like you're going to have to wait an hour for your burger. So I decided I was going to go inside, and when I went inside, uh, the line was probably just as bad. And they, they, they were kind of understaffed, or maybe some people were having some training days because, uh, you know, they, they kind of had a rough time getting everything figured out. But, you know, hurdles happen. Uh, you got to give people grace. But anyway, it, I digress into the burger. So really excited about this. Uh, the overall atmosphere, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of underwhelmed by the experience when I walked in, and maybe I just was in... You know, I caught the chain on a bad day. But, I mean, when, when me being from the north, when you hear some hype about Whataburger, uh, I kind of almost expected it to kind of be like a Chick-fil-A when I walked in. And my first time, I think they missed that mark uh, considerably. So, um, but marketing, branding, the W hats that everybody wears and just hearing about it from up north, like it sounds like something that you want to enjoy. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and move the football helmet this way. Also, I got the Texas t-shirt the other day. Uh, went to a Texas football game. They opened up with the rice. Uh, very good victory. Slow start for the Longhorns, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see some more games, maybe some A&M games as well. Anyway, we're going to get right into this burger. I'm sorry. I'm, like, procrastinating the hell out of myself, and I really need some paper towels because this thing is uh, greasy, and they did not give me napkins, so give me a second. One second. Yeah, so back to the Chick-fil-A thing. Chick-fil-A would never, like, even on a bad day, Chick-fil-A is not forgetting uh, napkins. That's without a doubt whatsoever. So let's go ahead. I, I went ahead and got the, the Whataburger Double. I hadn't eaten all day. It's like 4 o'clock right now. So uh, let me just adjust the mic so it's not a like complete mukbang right now. And Mmm. It's not bad. I mean, I can see why people hype it up. I'll give a comparison. I really enjoy uh, Burger King, but this is a better burger than Burger King off the off the first bite. Um, you know, it's consider considerable size. I mean, if we want to look at this here and not dirty up my microphone system, that that's that's pretty decent right there. I'm I'm feeling good about this. But anyway, while I'm eating this burger, the, the topic of today's podcast is transitions and uh, kind of like how to master them in a sense. And I'm the master with transitions because, like I said, I just moved here to Austin, Texas from Ohio. So maybe um, a little quick tips. This is all off the top of the head, too. All podcasts I do are pretty much, uh, you know, straightforward. Maybe I'll jot some things down. I didn't even do that for this one. So. Bear with me. I'm going to enjoy this burger. I can't talk while I eat. I'm starving, so this part might even be cut out. I don't know. All 
I mean, overall, it's it, it's a really good piece. Um, I think he got a good double patty there. The patties really weren't that dry either, so that was really nice. But, um, I mean, critiques? I mean, one of the first things that I noticed when I was eating it was that, um, excuse me, it didn't really have a juicy element to it. Like, normally, and I think that's a good thing, though. I think that's a positive critique. Because a lot of times you get a fast food burger and it's like so greasy, you just feel disgusting eating it. That's the first thing I ate all day. And normally if I like don't eat until four, I don't care what my first meal is because like I'm already like so much in a calorie deficit that it really just need my body needs food. But I mean, overall, I mean, I kind of like it. Not not really greasy, more of a well done burger. So I, I think props there. All right, I got to wash my hands now. Okay, let's get this uh, show on the road. So, first of all, let's talk about transition as a whole. And I think it starts with one, um, you know, for me, a recent college grad is deciding that you're going to move. So, I had a job offer uh, with the um, with the possibility of being remote. It could have been remote if I, if I so chose. But I felt like it was cool to be down here in Austin, Texas and, you know, work and meet people and kind of get out of my comfort zone to you know, live your life a little bit. I don't want to be tied down to Ohio. You know, I graduated from my college in May and then, you know, lived all summer up there. I kind of knew this was coming. The writing was on the wall. So, you know, spending my last times or spending my last goodbyes with my friends or see you later with my friends, uh, that was a big deal. And, you know, with my family especially because you kind of hone in and you realize that's really the last, perhaps it would not be ridiculous to say it's one of the last transitional phases where you're going to be with uh, the people that you love the most uh, in that moment for the time that you have. So, you know, little things like hanging out with your boys, um, you know, hanging out with your mom, getting dinner with your mom, talking to your mom, talking to your dad. I talk to my dad like every single day. He's one of my biggest mentors, uh, blessing to my life. And yeah. And, or just even my brother and my sister, like my sister was pregnant, but it's, it's not about me. I think once you understand that you are actually going to go move and make a transition, the first thing that you need to do is just anchor down all your relationships, spend time with the people that you want to spend time with. Because if you don't, like, I mean, it's it, it's incredibly arrogant to neglect that you're going to have some some regret when you finally do move. And I'm not saying that I'm, like, <clears throat> powered with regret right now. I'm just saying that, like, hey, you're going to miss what's not currently in front of you. Like, those feelings aren't necessarily bad to have, but it's definitely a reality of the situation. So, excuse me, I'm really glad that I was able to spend time with friends and family before, you know, making that move. And, you know, like I said, it was known that you're moving. So one, just accept that you're moving and spend time accordingly with the people that, you know, you want to spend time with. Um, that's pretty, pretty self-explanatory too, as far as like, uh, living accommodations. So, uh, one of the biggest, um, concerns that I have, and I think everybody should have is where you're going to live. So, um, there was actually an instance in which I learned, um, about a year ago, I had an Australian roommate that I was, we were actually, we we're going to do this internship together and we were looking for houses and him having no like concept of like, uh, like scams with housing markets, especially here in America. It's absolutely huge. Um, he, he got us to sign a fake lease. Uh, we, we got scammed essentially. So, um, actually what I had done was I found an apartment locator and anybody who's who's going to move, I strongly recommend an apartment locator. And essentially what they do is they do all the looking, all the touring for you. And so what, what ended up happening was I didn't, I didn't pay this lady a cent. It was through, um, uh, a locator service. I literally just Googled it online because I was calling, um, 
what are they called? Real estate agencies. And I was like, Hey, can you help me find an apartment? And they're like, bro, you would be amazed. They literally have apartment locators. They do it for free. So essentially what happens is they go, they view the apartments, they kind of give you the rundown, you give them your price ranges and they'll send you like seven different, um, you know, apartments in the area and like what deals are going on for them for rent. And I can't tell if somebody's banging on my door right now or not. Kind of sounds like it. Well, anyway, so after, after they do that, um, you know, you finally find the place that you want to go, you sign the lease, but, uh, in order for them to get paid, you need to write down like that you were referred by them. Cause I'm assuming they get paid by referrals. So, uh, the lady that I worked with very responsive, very fast paced, uh, gave me all the information that I needed and, uh, really made that aspect just, whew, it, it made it a breeze and I really couldn't have asked for a better transition. <laughs> Uh, something that you got to throw in there is renter's insurance. Uh, I went through Geico. I got a pretty good rate. I think it's like 15 bucks a month, but I went ahead and I put, paid that all, all up full out of my savings up front because I didn't want to, uh, you know, have to worry about another monthly expense that just takes away from your paycheck. So, um, you know, feel free to look around. One thing that I will mention that a lot of places don't accept, uh, lemonade as a renter insurance policy. And I had never heard of lemonade ever, but they explicitly said don't go with lemonade. So I'm with Geico. Nice, right? So another thing uh, I think you got to talk about with the move is moving all your stuff. And oh my gosh, like this is week two of me being here and I finally have all of my stuff set up. So, and actually recording the video. So I think that you need to understand what you're actually going to use. I mean, obviously I'm going to use this equipment. It's part of what I do. It's part of what I love doing. But, um, I would, I would err on the side of underpacking 1000%. Um, you know, there's going to be some economical side things like getting couches and stuff. Like if you don't have a truck, I would not go down to an area without having a couch or something. I had the blessing of my dad bringing these couches down with me. So I didn't need to go out and like buy, uh, couches. So that was a blessing within itself. But, um, also like furnishment, uh, guys especially guys think about like how much you don't need and there's a little twist to this you don't need so much but you realize like even the bare minimal stuff that you do need it adds up quick so I probably my first week and even now I spend trips to Target getting stuff that I need to make this place actually furnished so that's that's definitely a big thing too is you know kind of understanding I know it's kind of tedious and it's very draining to go through and write down every single thing that you need, but um, if you really want to like just kind of lock in and make sure you're not in the in the blue on anything, just make a rough checklist, like say, I don't know, two, three weeks out, and then every day just like add one thing, and then you're really just minimalizing or minimizing what you actually need to bring and what you don't need to bring or what you're going to need to get when you get down there. Um but getting into the more important things, I, I, I want to talk about one is when you finally move in, you kind of, you know, you're not going to have a lot of time to talk to your friends and family back home because everything's moving. You're kind of hitting the ground running in this new area with nobody that you know, and you got to find a way to build community and not put yourself down in a rut. So I think the first and foremost thing is I wanted to be surrounded by amazing people. Um, you know, I, I think that was square one because, uh, who you spend your time with, what you spend your time on is ultimately going to be who you are. And I mean, doing great things in college and high school, those are all great, but you, you, you have a lot of momentum to work with, but you still need to put in the work because you are brand new to an area and, you know, 
different areas have just different like uh people different standards of like what's acceptable and what's not but you you have to really like get into an area and tell yourself that you're going to be like one of the best people for your area because uh, you know you want to build community you want to build yourself into something that's like respected and formidable so uh, being around the right people is a good start in actually a good place that uh, I found meeting the most people has just been going to church at Life Austin downtown. It's been, it's really a lovely atmosphere. I really can't explain it, but there's a lot of people my age. So, you know, if that's, if that's not your cup of tea, I completely understand. But, um, you know, so far the, the, the church that I've been going to has been open arms. You know, they, they had a group that went, uh, two-step dancing the other night. I'd never been two-step dancing before, but it just gives you an opportunity to talk with people, kind of know them a little bit deeper, but, uh, I, I say this because, one, I mean, for me personally, I like I want to live my life uh, to follow Christ, and I want to be around people with that same uh, notion of mind. And also, like, take take the religion aspect away. People who are taking their Sunday mornings to go up, get up, and go to church, like, it's it's really not a bad investment. You know, if you can get up on a Sunday for something that's completely not required and go do something, I think you're putting yourself leaps and bounds ahead of the people who go out and get hungover drunk every weekend. Uh, people can do what they want. Everything to a degree is fine in moderation, but I do keep that argument in mind when I go and I want to do these things also. So there is a religious aspect that is the rock and the fortification of why I do it. And then there is the, just the basic principle of it too, if you would. Um, another thing is just talking to people, man. I mean, I went downtown um, the other night and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not there to party or have a good time yet. Like I don't have a group of people where, you know, you gotta, you gotta feel safe and trusted with like who you hang out with, but you know, just go down and explore. I mean, if, if you go to, I, I was hungry the other night, I, I was starving and I wanted to sit down and place to eat, you know, talk, I talked to one of the bouncers just outside the club. I'm like, Hey man, like where's a good place where I can sit down and get some food. And you just direct me upstairs you know, get talking to the bartender, just, just kind of get a feel for the area. And you're going to learn, that's where you're going to learn most of your, um, learn and meet most of your people and kind of get more of the atmosphere wherever you move to. But, um, another thing, like to a degree, you, you are completely isolated from everybody that you know. And so, you know, you go to your apartment every night, you don't know anybody at your complex, really. You don't really hang out with anybody at your complex you start to become very thankful for the small interactions that you do have with people. So, um, you know, if it's somebody at the grocery store, I won't go and I won't look for what I'm looking for. I'll just ask somebody because the more interaction that you can get, the less, the less awkward it's going to feel. And one of my cameras just went out. What a shame. The less awkward it's going to feel to like talk with people and have those conversations and I mean, it's just gonna, it's just, it's, it's the small wins, really. Um, I think uh, along with the small wins is understanding who you're gonna be from uh, meeting new people. So I do think for somebody like myself with more of a uh, outgoing personality, you need to tone back and be a little reserved, you know, your first or second week. Uh, for me, my first week was really reserved you know, um, just kind of talking, listening, take it all in. And then, 
you know, by the second week and, you know, you know some people's names, you're, you're talking to them. You, these, these people are going to be your friends if you're going to stay and you're going to be consistent with what you do. So that's when you really just start, like, just treating them like your bros right then and there because, I mean, you, you're not going to go anywhere. If you're going to keep hanging out and being in the same social settings, for me, this example is church. It's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to switch churches. And even if I did, like, you know, maybe sway somebody enough from one encounter at church, like, it, in the worst possible situation ever, I could just move and find a different church. But, like, this past Sunday, I was a little more open with the people. So, you know, just be myself, kind of like the silly, silly, goofy, silly goose kind of guy. And, uh, you know, hit the ground running because, I mean, it's going to happen one way or not. The, I, I, it sounds so redundant, but being yourself is really going to be the best thing that's going to help you. And, you know, I could be completely wrong as far as, like, the progressions of, you know, going out and being yourself or, like, when to, like, you know, show people the personal side of, like, how you might be with your hometown friends. But, I mean, honestly, the, I, I, I'm yet to think of a contrary of how that could be bad. Like, if you're going to act one way with a certain group of people and then act somewhere with a different group of people, I mean, are you really being true to yourself? So those are all things that I would keep in mind. And two, I think you, you kind of have to enjoy the, the time to yourself to, uh, to an extent. I, I think solely that's all you should be really worrying about because you you got you to feed yourself first. You got to take care of your body first so you're in a good mental state. And I'm going to share some of the tips and tricks that I've had to stay the course, stay the focus, because I think it's really important to understand when you move, it's you moving. Okay. It's, it's your people back home are going to have feelings. Um, they're, they're going to think that you aren't talking enough and you're going to have a degree of instability. Um, it is a pattern disruption to them, but ultimately you're the person that's moving. You're the person who's in a completely new environment. You have to take care of yourself. And that might make some people mad, uh, or maybe it's not making them mad, but it might cause some frustration in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to pay off dividends. And, you know, this is not a, a proven theory on my end, but it's an anecdotal from what you've seen from other people who are successful and how they've navigated uh, transitions in their life. So um, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and share a couple things that I've done. Number one is, you know, I'm in bed by 10. 10 o'clock has really been my strict um, bedtime for no phone. Phone's not in bed. And so I can get up at five. And if I don't get a good night's sleep, I can, you know, roll back and get an extra hour, wake up at six. Um, but the schedule that I've liked so far is, you know, go to bed by 10. I actually rolled that back to 940. Um, no phone in bed. That's the rule. I got that from my buddy, Kevin. That's an absolute non-negotiable during the, during the work week. Um, you know, in bed, sleep in, wake up, shower, work out, get some good mean time, do what I got to do. Um, you know, maybe read a Bible verse and get everything set up for the day and, you know, enjoy my time with people that I work with. And, um, another, another thing that I've like, you know, kind of done to structure my day is one, you have to work out. So if, if I don't wake up early enough to go to the gym, then I am going to, um, go to the gym after work. So, that's, that's a non-negotiable. You got to get the body moving and it's paid dividends. Like there, there are certainly times where I feel antsy because I have not gotten my body moving. And I know I'm just one workout away from feeling probably the best that I have in a long time. Um, two, and this is like, um, just general stuff really. I mean, but it's really paying off a lot because 
if you don't let the small things get to you, you're not going to let it, like, it's going to be really hard for the big things to get to you because those small things add up in every facet, like, uh, expenses, eating out that, that all adds up. Um, when you decide to let the small things that you can't control bother you, that, that adds up to your mental state. So two things that I took with me that I told myself under no circumstance, I will complain about whatsoever is one, uh, the weather and two is traffic. And <laughs> that kind of puts you in the minority group as far as opinions, because, uh, the first two things in a big city, especially down in Texas that people like complaining about is the weather and the traffic. So, I mean, with the weather, I told myself, I'll never complain about the weather. You know, I'm from the North. I hate the cold. It's absolutely brutal in the winter, but <laughs> here I am complaining about the winter. But, um, when I'm down here, I can't control the heat. Like what's me complaining about the heat going to do anything for it. So, you know, when somebody asks me, Oh, how's it, is it hot down there? I'm like, I just tell them that how many degrees it is. Like that shouldn't have any impact on my mood. Like, yeah, what am what am I going to do? That's going to fix the weather. Absolutely nothing. And then two traffic, um, uh, kind of a funny, like contrary point on traffic is I don't understand why anybody would not like traffic. And I say this because one, when I get up at 5am in the morning, nobody's on the road yet. So the freeways are not backed up at all. And so like, I really do have an easy commute to work. And two, if you're in traffic, that's just more time where you only have one task that you need to worry about. Barring that you're not late from something, which really with your routine schedule, you should not be late by any means. Um, but you really only have one thing to think about. Like it's kind of my time of the day. Like after work, there is like a, there is like a rush of traffic, but that's never been an issue because it's like, you know, that's, that's you time. Like if you're in a good mood, go ahead, call somebody back home that you love talking to. Uh, if you kind of had like maybe a long day or something, you just sit back, play a song and you know, just kind of take that time for yourself and, you know, capitalize on a win or maybe reflect on what you could have done better. But I mean, those are, those are really big things, um, that I can think off the top of my head right now. I'll probably reflect on this podcast after and probably miss like a million different things, but really, really number one is you have to take care of yourself, um, first. And that's, what's going to solidify you in this new space because it's you moving. You might have a Friends back home, mom, dad, stuff, bad stuff's going to happen. People, people are going to um, be frustrated with time constraints and like you not moving there. But at the end of the day, it's you moving to a new area. You, you can only look out for yourself. Like, I mean, really, you need to be selfish in that degree and in, like investing in yourself and understanding like what you need to get done right in the moment. And, and people who love you and understand you, well, they'll, they'll get that. It's no big deal. And uh, two is just uh, to to recap, give you spark notes as friends. Um, you have to you have to be around the right people. Um, there's so many different avenues that you can do. Uh, there's websites. Uh, the website that I was recommended was called Do Five One Two, which just talks about all the different events that uh, Austin has going on every single night. And it's amazing with how much stuff is popping in the city. I mean, uh, you you're gonna have to pay to park, but there's a lot of stuff that you can do for free. So. Those are my big things just off the top of my head. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm looking forward to having some guests on here in the future. And as always, everybody, uh, somebody just honked their horn. <laughs> as always, everybody, make it a great one.